Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Back with Johnny. Johnny, how are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Good, mate. We're going into a bit of Supercoach Classic. So we're up to the, the split round right now, the rep- representative round, and we're on to the run home. So... Round 16, super trade week. We've got five trades to play with. Let's start off with here, Norm. How many do you have left, mate? I've got 13 going into this round, but I think I will be using up to four, which will leave me about nine trades for the next 10 games. Yeah, I'm also with 13, looking to probably use three this week to have two remaining for each. Just with the the way the, the league is this year, you know, with injuries and suspensions, resting, I think, you know, obviously want to try and get as many places as we can for that round 17 buy, but also don't want to be running out of trades in round 22 and having to wing in the last one. So what I was thinking today, Norm, we go through each position group, maybe just pick a player uh, that we are buying, you know, definitely want a piece of by end of the year and a player we're absolutely staying away from and wanting to sell if we have it. So let's start off with Hooker, mate. Who is someone that you're absolutely staying away from and you want to... Avoid at all costs in hooker right now. This might be a bit of a controversial one because admittedly he's the best hooker in the game at the moment. Um, any clues? Any guesses? Don't tell me it's my boy Damien. No, I'm actually thinking about picking up Damien, but I want to stay right away from um, Harry Grant. Mm. Uh, Harry Grant, you know, he's everyone knows he's, he's a gun, but... We've got news that, you know, he's got a hamstring injury. And I think going into the Supercoach finals, um, I, I could definitely see you know, uh, Bellamy resting him, especially because, you know, he's he, he's been a benchy the whole season. And, you know, why would you risk it when you got, um, if you have a fit, um, Ben Smith? Yeah, look, he's got a break even of 80. He's 593,000. Like you said, he is currently on the injured list. It's pretty valid. Um, you know, if he was injury-free, I think he's a no-brainer to bring in for the run home. But like you said, he's got the cheese in front of him. He's got the injury risk. I totally understand that one. My one, uh, he was everyone's preseason darling. I think everyone pretty much wrote him the whole way in was Jaden Braley. Uh, I did sell him last week. Um, you know, he's dropping cash. He's got another break-even of 79 this week, so he's going to drop another 20,000. He's just, you know, looking like admittedly at the start of the year, he was getting some very good scores, but there were a lot of uh, attacking scores uh, in there. The last couple of weeks, you know, his three-round average is averaging 44. And, you know, if you're able to do like me, trade him out and get a Damien Cook in, it's a very good trade, I think. You know, Jaden just, he's done a lot of tackling this year. That Newcastle attacks, bit, bit stop and start, I definitely think it's somewhere I would stay away from. Who's someone you've got to buy, mate? Who's someone that you just want to get in for the run home? Well, I definitely intend to buy a hooker because I've got both Connor Watson and Jane Braley still. Um, I think I'm going to trade out Connor Watson and bring in Damien Cook. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with Damien Cook, um, we've, we've, we've talked at length about, you know, how surely he's, he's going to come good. Like, he's, he's just such a quality player. And I'm hoping, you know, after this origin period, um, you know, he'll get back to bring that form into club footy and um, the, I, I think there's just still so much attacking potential in this railroad side for Damon Cook to still go off. 
Yeah, hundred percent. The one I'm gonna bring, the one I'm thinking of bringing in possibly as early as this week is Jerry Marshall King from the Dogs. Uh, looks like he's pretty solidified himself as the lead hooker there, and would not surprise me if he gets anywhere from seventy to eighty minutes a game. Four hundred forty-seven thousand, a break-even of twenty-six, so will rise about twenty k this week. Just one of those players loves a run, loves an attacking stat, uh, and you know, obviously it's a bulldog, so it's obviously a bit of hesitation bringing in a doggy. Uh, but I just think for what he can do, and he's like, you know, he's averaging, you know, he's gone back to back sixty. Uh, he's gone a sixty and a seventy. Um, you know, I just think he's going to be tremendous value. And, you know, in good matchups, you know, may not have to play him every week. I got Cook as my starting hooker. I could bring in Marshall King as the, you know, as the matchup player. But I think he won't lose money. He will gain a bit of money. Uh, I think it's a nice little win there. Let's go into the front row, mate. Um, obviously, you've got the four options there who to, uh, that you can bring in, you know, two starting, two benchies. Who's the one you're absolutely looking to sell or you're staying away from that others might be buying right now? Um, I don't really have anyone I really need to sell at the moment. So I got Matt Lodge and I got uh, Jared Wallace in my front row. At the moment. I'm actually pretty happy with both of them, but I'm thinking about just swapping one of them out just for the buy. Um, you know, I don't think I think if you don't have Matt Lodge already, I think he's definitely worth a pickup. You know, I know that you know he's on the outer with Kevin Kevin Walters, and you know you hear he might be um making a move soon. But you know, I think with TPJ out. I think Matt Lodge's uh, minutes is going to be quite safe there. And um, he just banged out 80 last week. And I think he'll he'll definitely get the lion's share out front. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the guy right there, Tavita Pengai. He's in 40% of teams right now. Obviously got the suspension. He's on the outer. To me, Pengai, if you, I, I was thankfully didn't bring him in. Um, I was thinking about it, but didn't pull the trigger. Uh, happy that I didn't do that. The one guy I do have in my team that I want to get rid of because of an AE nightmare is Spencer Lanou from the Panthers. Probably a lot of people started with him and still held him all year. Uh, but it's probably time for him to go in my team. If I'm looking to bring in someone, uh, you know, I don't want to bring in a really expensive guy. I, w- I would want to go for a bit of a lower uh, lower floor there and see if I can, you know, make some cash. You know, Matt Lodge was a good one for you. He's made nearly 200K already this year. So I'm kind of looking in that mold. Who's, who's kind of fallen away but could, you know, either maintain a value or, um, you know, build on that. Looking through, there's not many. You know, Francis Moller from the Cowboys, 290. I don't mind that too much. But to me personally, I would probably nuff it out and just go to someone who's not going to play at all. Obviously, later in the season, you only got 13 trades. You don't want to be making too many silly trades like that. The one guy I will mention that I want to have one more week visibility on is Adam Fanua Blake. From the Warriors, 419,000. He's got another break even at 66 this week. So might drop right to that 400K mark. Then I might be able to bring him straight in. Uh, you know, I could trade a Stefano, pretty much not lose any money for that trade. So I think Adam Fanua Blake is a fallen. He's already, you know, well and truly under 100K from his starting price. I think Fanua Blake for the run home is a proven gun, could come in and get a big score going. Special. What about the second row, mate, going into the two RFs? Obviously, a lot of people would be stacking this position. Mine right now, I've got Crichton, Harris, Tomololo, Barnett, Kikau, and Lurio. Uh, is anyone in here you're looking to avoid or sell from your team? Um, it's This is an interesting one. I mean, we're talking about 
fall on guns. I think I might actually think about selling um, Ryan Madison mm. um, and bringing Tohu Harris here. Yeah, I think Tohu is definitely a shout for the run home. Why, why would you want to get rid of Maddo? Is it because he's not playing the buy or do you just think he's probably maxed out in his value there? Bit of both, really. So I... I, I know that, you know, with your trades this year, you sort of want to, I am preparing for the buy in round 17, but also um, with Ryan Madison, he's he's not getting the full 80 minutes anymore. And I think Isaiah Papali, he, he's just he's just taken, um, I guess, the big dog in the second row position at Paratamon. And... Um, I, yeah, I think he, he is sort of maxed out in value as well. So that's why, I guess that's my rationale for getting rid of uh, Maddo and bringing him to him. Yeah, it's a good shout. I think um, Maddo's done his job. If you brought him in and you've ridden him, he's, he's done the job there. Tohu's just the model of consistency. I've, I've had him in from the start. Uh, one of those players I love having in. If looking for me, uh, obviously a player that I would bring in would be Tom Malolo, 475,000. We'll lose a bit more cash this week. You know, a guy who can still punch out a 50 as an average, and that's a good floor. You're getting him in really cheap value. Um, look, if there's someone I would probably look to kind of bring in for the run home, I like Cam Murray. He's under 500,000. He's 492,000. Just came off a 91. Uh, so he's got a break even of 56. He might make a little bit of cash. So this might be a good week to bring him in. Obviously, playing Origin. But for me, I could definitely, you know, uh, look from a bar net. And go to a Cam Murray, it's only going to cost me 60000 That's pretty appealing in that Rabbitohs pack that we've spoken at nauseum about with that huge run coming up. I just think Cam Murray is going to be an absolute weapon uh, later in the year. So if I could kind of fill out my my second row with a Crichton, a Tohu, a Lolo, a Cam Murray, and a Kikau and play matchups, I'm loving that. So Cam Murray is definitely one I might bring in this week, depending on how he pulls up after Origin. Your second row position is looking very stacked there, mate. Well, I think it's that one position you just know you can get 50s and 60s out of, um, regardless of matchup. So always want to try on my reserves and play at least two second rowers, uh, but one at a minimum. I think that's definitely the way I've kind of built my team throughout the year. Let's go into the halves, mate. So I think everyone has King Cleary. Uh, Who's the guy you're going to partner? Right now, I've got Jerome Hughes. Who do you have now as your backup halfback? Yep. Jerome Hughes as well. Right. Um, so we, this we is definitely me? a trade. Sorry. Oh, you're going to trade him? No. Uh, yeah, I'm going to trade Jerome Hughes this week. Um, okay. So I'm thinking about moving him on to Sam Walker. Ooh, okay. Have you had Sam Walker at any stage this year? Were you one of the guys that started with him and traded him away, or did you never have him? Yeah, I had him. I traded him away. Uh, he's sitting just under 500000 at the moment. And this is a risky play, I know. Um, but I feel like at this stage of super coach, you know, I've I think I'm around that nine nine thousand mark overall, and um, I'd like to you know if I can get to that top five k mark, and I think Sam Walker might might be a that my key to that. Yeah, Jerome's an interesting one. I've got him as well. He's uh, 640,000. He's got to break even a 44, so he's going to rise at least 30,000 this week. Um, look, you know, I'm kind of tempted just to leave him in there for the rest of the year. I think he's uh, one of those guys that could just 
like he did last week, 123 in that Melbourne attack. You know, I thought Munster would be the dominant half this year from a super coach wise. I've been proven wrong. It's definitely been Jerome. If I was to move on Jerome and I needed to bring in a player, uh, look, there's a couple I want to flag just because it's such a weird position. Adam Reynolds is only 401,000 this year. Again, if you're looking at that Rabbitohs run, that could be pretty juicy. Going further down, Chad Townsend now moving to the Warriors. He plays around 17 by. He's under 400,000. He's 394,000. Um, that could be pretty enticing. Uh, he's got a break even of 31, so he should make a little bit of cash for you um, if you wanted to go that route. If you just wanted to go uh, straight up points and get someone in who could really, you know, just stack on some points for you, um, look, probably look no further than DCE um, in that manly attack. Um, he's 585,000, so you'd be making a little bit of cash trading out, Jerome. It's one of those really weird positions where there's a couple of options you could go. You can make some money. You could, you know, cash cow it. You could, um, you know, just play on matchups. But Harpak's one of those ones. I think you've got to have Nate for the run home uh, with the way Cleary's playing. And then you could either stick with Jerome or you could trade out. I think it's definitely uh, one of those interesting positions. What about 5'8", mate? Uh, personally, I've got Cody Walker and Dylan Brown. Who do you have there? I've got Cody Walker and Josh Schuster here, actually. So I haven't moved Schuster on since he got the injury. Okay. Um, move him on. Sorry? Are you looking to move him on? Uh, no, actually. Um, I'm happy to just leave, leave him in there. And um, I think once he does come back, he he might end up taking that uh, that's, uh, second row spot off... Um, oh, I'm having a brain fight, but Ola, one of the two, yeah, Ola Kowatu Ola spot, um, the, the other edge. Carl um, yeah, Carl Lawton. I think Carl Lawton will come off for Josh Schuster. And I think, you know, we've already spoken about Manly's run. I think whenever Josh Schuster is back, I, I'll definitely be playing him. Yeah. I'm kind of torn. I've got Dylan Brown, who's just a base that got in, you know, as in the halves, you know, he's probably never going to punch out a huge score, but he's always going to get around that 50 mark. If I'm looking to trade Dylan, which I probably will trade in the coming weeks, he uh, doesn't play round 17, so I'll probably want to trade him out for that. There's a couple of interesting guys. A guy who's not playing 17 is Jerome Luai, your guy, under 400,000 now, so he's fallen away pretty hard, but obviously in that Panthers lineup, always looking to score some points. Some other guys that, you know, potentially could be uh, some decent value, uh, Sean Johnson. He's got the heart. He's the 5'8 half. Uh, he's 512,000. Goal kicker in that Sharks team. Pretty interesting there. Wouldn't mind a play at that at some stage. Your boy Clifford uh, doesn't play the round 17, but 337,000 in that lead playmate, playmaker role now for the Knights. Um, but other than that, kind of looking at the rest, Jack Wyden at 387,000. Very low price point. I could sell him from Dylan Brown and pretty much make a hundred thousand. Um, look, another guy who's probably not going to punch out a huge score, but a kind of that's really low value to get a get a guy. And again, the Raiders haven't been flashed this year, but Jack Wyden at under four hundred thousand, it kind of does pique my interest. Where I could, you know, Dylan Brown and Jack Wyden are similar players. We'll get that base. But I can cash a hundred thousand. I don't mind. What's your thoughts on Jack? 
Yeah, Jack Warren's always been, he's a bit of a flat track bully, isn't he? You know, on his day, he can really ton up. But at the same time, um, you know, he he can get you um, like a 30. So that'll be a, it would be a risky play if you decide to bring him in, I reckon. It could be a potential pot option, depending on, I haven't looked too closely at the Canberra matchup just because, yeah, I've been off Canberra all year ever since um, that, or or that, well, that news headlines went out about you know Ricky losing the locker room and whatnot. Mm. All right, let's get into the centers, mate. This is probably going to be the centers and the fullbacks is going to win, I think going to win people. Uh, you know, mm. top thousand, top five thousand, top ten thousand spots. I think this is where you've got to nail it because you know a lot of people started really uh, cheap in the center wings this year. You know, you started with your your Simonses, your Sabs, your Fusa Tours, your Dane Lorries. We've now been able to cash out and, you know, get get some quality. So let's kind of run through who our starting four are right now. I've got AJ, Jesse Ramian, To'o, and Simonson. Who do you have as your starting four right now? So I've loaded up on a few um, of the Roosters here. I actually got Joey Manu. I actually got Suwali in my starting one. Okay. Um, AJ, To'o, Hines. And, yeah. And who do you have as your three reserves? Three reserves. So, um, sorry, Heinz is my first reserve. And then I also had Stephen Crichton and uh, I brought in Talakai last week. Okay. I've got Remus Smith, Sawali, and Ben Trevojevic. So, I think moving forward for the rest of the year, you've got to have at least two guys in your starting center wings that could turn up at any week. So, that's why I've kind of gone a Toto and an AJ. Uh, and in your team, you've got AJ plus who else would be your... Have you got a Toto running in there right now? Yeah, Toto, AJ is all in there. Yeah. yeah, so looking from who you've got in there right now, is there anyone you want to move? Uh, I think I've got Ego on my face for bringing Talakai a bit too early there. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to burn a trade by bringing him in and then like, clicking him. Um, I might move on Stephen Crichton. You know, he's, he's been on the right edge this year. He hasn't lit the world on fire. Um, but I'm not too sure who else to bring in, or I might just leave him there just just to save some trades at the moment. Yeah, the one in my team I kind of want to get rid of is uh, Ben Trevojevic, who's just becoming a bit of an AE nightmare now. Mm. Um, but let's kind of talk through some options, Dom. There, there are some, depending on how much cash you've got, there are some superstar options, but then I think there are some fallen gun options. So let's go on and go through some of the really big guns that we haven't spoken about yet. So obviously... Ruben Garrick, who you and me off po- off podcast kind of joked about, we, you know, four weeks ago, we kind of had the discussion, should we bring in Ruben? I will wait a week. I will wait a week. He's up to 728,000 now. So he's made 365,000. If you've jumped on there, he's in 8.8% of teams. You're absolutely laughing. Can you still bring him in now? Look, you absolutely could. Um, if, you had an, if you had a Nico Hines in your center wing, and you wanted to move on, you could sell Nico Hines to Ruben and make eight hundred thousand. Uh, that's an option. You could go for a Valentine Holmes, seven hundred and forty six hundred forty seven thousand plays round seventeen. That could be an option. And if you want to have another round seventeen gun, you can go Daniel Tupo five hundred twenty three thousand. He did get a, he did get a twenty three last week. So looking at his. Um, his break even and his stats, he would be a break even of 110. So he's going to drop another 40,000. So if you wanted to grab Tupo, which I do personally, I will wait until next week 
I will let him drop under 500,000. And then I will do a trade maybe from a Remus Smith who doesn't play around 17 into Daniel Tupper. I don't mind that trade at all. Um, looking at some, some lesser known guys, some of the guys right down the end who, you know, is falling in value or have fallen, they could get at a very nice price right now. Let's talk about a guy, your boy, Cam Murray. He's on, uh, sorry, Campbell Graham. He's under 500,000, 473,000. Any interest in bringing Campbell Graham? Um, look, potentially. Um, it's just a matter of how I'm going to use my trades because I think, you know, at this time of the year, you sort of want to bring in um, center wings. Obviously, that will be keepers, but you can play the matchup as well. You know, you want to have uh, a mixture of those that can turn up in any given week, as you mentioned, but also have a mix of those that have um, a good base. And I think Cam, Campbell Graham, he fits the mold for both. He has a great base and he can um, you know, potentially turn up with this uh, Rabbitohs based on matchups. Yeah, that's it. Another one who I've got my eye really on that post-round 17 is Zach Lomax. So Zach is at 441,000. He's dropped 167,000 from the start. Uh, he's got a huge break-even on his first week back. So he's 135 break-even. So he's going to drop 70K. So he will be under 400,000. To me, I think he is a no-brainer first trade back after round 17. So for round 18, uh, he's a dual center wing fullback. He'll be under 400,000. I think he will be an absolute must because even if the Dragons have a, a, bit, a hard run, he can score a try, he can kick goals. I think you could go, for me personally, it makes so much sense for me just to wait for him to drop a bit of value. I could go Ben Trojevic to Zach Lomax and cost me 200,000 basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, look, Zach Lomax, he's definitely a foreign gun. You know, last year he finished finished probably who's a top five center wing i believe and um look i think yeah he could be anything once he comes back fully fit from that uh hand injury yeah the only other one i kind of want to just throw out there as a a cheapy center wing option we just kind of got to got to see it a little bit more because it's just going to be does he hold the spot is matt tomoko from the raiders so he's currently two hundred and three thousand. a lot of people have jumped on already He's got a negative 43 break even, so he's going to make 70K no matter what next week. If he can hold out Jared Croker, and if Croker gets ruled out for the season, he's one I will bring in uh, without question. I will uh, let Bailey Simonson rise a little bit more. Bailey should rise over 400. Then I might do a trade from Simonson down to Tomoko. I think Tomoko's got better base. Uh, he'll, he'll make me nearly 150K. Then I can use that to go and generate you know, my... Uh, Zach Lomax, uh, Ben Trojevich to Zach Lomax. I could do something like that. I think there are some options in center wing. You can bring in some of the superstars like a Garrick and AJ Ato'o. But there's some some guys that are falling in price that you could bring in for the run home. And you could realistically play six, six center, wing, center wings a week and you could have six potential tons. You know what I mean? You could really, instead of playing a safe by playing a lot of second rollers and props as your reserves, you could just go all out in your center wings. You know, they might crash and burn, but they could also... You know, we've looked at the round 15 team we're looking. They got 1,900. You could be that guy by, you know, slamming your center wings. Yeah. Um, Tomoko is an interesting one, but I think not for me at this stage. I think, I think I'm happy with my, the value of my team. I think it's up to like 13 mil now. Um, 
I think at this stage of the season, I'm definitely just bringing keepers and I guess based on matchups, really. Yeah, 100%. All right, last one here. The mo- the mo- the all-important fullback. So who do you have right now in the fullback slots? <laughs> um, so it's funny. Back, back um, you know, in the last buy, I was tossing up between whether to keep Teddy or Turbo, and I chose to keep Teddy. Um, and that's really come back and... But didn't me? So I trade out Turbo for Dylan Edwards. Okay. And you can, yeah, you know, that uh, that's cost me a few, probably a few thousand um, in ranking, realistically. All right. So I've got Turbo and Nico Hines right now. I guess first question: Are you going to bring Turbo back in? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, he's. Yeah. It was definitely one of the ones. I think you need Turbo for the run home. I think it's just. He's uh, 969,000. Um, you've got to bring him in. To me, uh, the two interesting ones in our team is obviously Nico Hines. Uh, reports that we've got Hines until round 20, until Pappy is back. So hopefully Nico can you know remain around the 800,000 mark. A couple of big scores will help that. And your guy Tedesco. So under 700,000 still. Um, looking at Teddy right now, Going to be a bit of matchup play. You're going to hope that he's going to get a good run coming up um, and can really put some scores on. He's on a 93 break even, so really predicted to drop about 20K, so he'll be right around that 650 mark. But for the run home, he's one of those players definitely uh, a lot of people will be eyeing. There are some other superstar fullbacks to mention. Obviously, Pappy with round 20. I think if you're the Nico Hines owner like me, you'll be waiting for Pappy to come around. Gutho. At 732,000, doesn't play the buy around, but uh, shoots out base, I think is a good one there. RTS is there, but obviously moving to the wing, he's probably a no go for the rest of the season. Let's get down to Latrell. I've got a couple here I want to talk about. Latrell Mitchell, 600, uh, sorry, 562,000. Um, he's a guy, interestingly, he's got a 91 break even, so he's going to drop a little bit of cash, 15,000. So he'll be really sitting right around that 550,000. Does Latrell interest you at all as your second fullback? Yeah, I think we've already spoken about Latrell in our past uh, few pods, but I think he's he's one of those guys that where when he goes big, he can go really big. And um, depending on the Rabbit's matchups, um, I know that they have some tricky games I think that second last game round 24 but I think the week after they got the dragon so if you're in head to head and playing classic I think he's uh he could definitely be a potential especially if you're confident that you're going to make it to the grand final all right so your boy Dylan Edwards he's uh 466,000 he's got a negative he's got a break even of 94 so he's going to drop another 30k so he's going to be right around that 430 mark do you he doesn't play around 17 are you looking to trade Dylan Edwards this buy round? Yeah, so I was actually looking to trade Dylan Edwards for um, into Turbo this week. Okay. Yeah, that's a good trade. I think I think Turbo is a must right now. Just the way, yeah. similar to a Cleary, you just got to play him because he could break the record at any week. I think it's kind of got to that kind of got to that stage with him. Let's go one more here. Uh, actually, let's go two more. I got I got two more guys on the list here. So Reese Walsh. 563,000. He's probably maxed out in value. He's made nearly 400,000 uh, since he's starting. He's got, a, he's got a 97 break even this week, so he's going to drop about 15K. Reese Walsh, they play around 17. 
Uh, he's shown that he's an attacking weapon. Is there any interest at all as your second fullback to bring in Reese? Um, yeah, like I think he he's actually got a pretty pretty good run actually towards the end of the season as well. I think Reese Walsh, um, given his his matchups and the fact that he's got such a high ceiling, um, and you never know after Origin he could bring all the confidence back into club footy and absolutely bring it. So I think uh, Reese Walsh is definitely a good shout there. The last guy on the list, we've spoken about it before. If you're looking further on, I think the no, the no doubt run home is the Newcastle Knights. So I need to mention Caelan Ponga here. 685,000. He's got 109 uh, break even. So he's probably going to drop around that 20K mark. But to me, and speaking from my personal position right now, I think a Nico Hines to Kalen Ponga trade is imminent for me in the next two to three weeks. And I'll be riding Turbo and Ponga as my two fullbacks for the rest of the year. What's your thoughts there? That's an interesting shout. Um, with Ponga, I think he's you know he's coming back from that groin injury. When is he due back? I thought he was due back round 16, but... I think I checked today that he might, might not be due back until round 18 there. Yeah, so it looks like round 18. So for me, it would definitely be a post-buy round trade. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. would even I would even probably hold off until round 19. I would want to see him play that first full game. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm in no rush. Like I said, Nico Hines is there till round 20. So I'm not going to have to waste a trade taking out Nico Hines. Uh, so I'm pretty safe in that aspect. I'm okay to do that. I'm ha- happy to wait. But if I can look at round 19, if Ponga comes back in round 18, he's got that huge break even, so he's not going to rise any cash. I can then jump on and really be laughing at the end of the year. And I just think, he's because he's been injured, he's only played the five games right now. But let, again, let me remind you. So looking at it right now, I'll wait till round 20, right until round 20 when Pappy's back. Then I trade in Ponga. This is the run. Raiders, Broncos, Sharks, Bulldogs, Titans, Broncos. You're absolutely laughing. I think I would be doing exactly the same thing that you're doing now because, you know, you want to see how he pulls up after his groin injury. He's got Storm in round 18. Then he's got the Roosters in round 19. But after that, you, you said it right there. He's versing the Titans who got like 50 put on them in one half. He got the Broncos twice and he's got the Bulldogs. I mean, yeah, it, it's a no-brainer there. Yeah, I think... The- like I said, these two positions, especially fullback, in my opinion, is just going to – I think you've basically got to play two fullbacks for the rest of the season now. You've got to have two guns in there that can line it up. I'm happy to ride Turbo and Hines and then turn it into Turbo and Ponga and just you know choose my captain on matchup. And like I said, if I've got two Broncos with Kalen as the goal kicker, then you know there'll be a lot of guys that will just want to ride. You know, Pappy will be back by then. It's going to be really hard for me not to own Pappy. Um, but you know, could I even go in? You know, could I turn a turbo into Pappy at some stage and go Pappy Ponga? I could do that as well. That's why I kind of want to. I've got 13 trades left, I'm top 3,000. I really want to have two trades around, uh, after super super trade week. I think I only want to go three here. I'm probably only going to be able to run maybe 10 plays in round 17 but I'll have 10 quality players. And I think that's what I want to kind of get to. I don't want to, like you said, don't want to waste trades to enough people out now and to not get keepers. 
everyone I'm going to trade in now is going to be a keeper. And I'm going to make these 13 trades count. So definitely some options, but it's a good, it's a good chat with you, Nom, because I just, I do think for this run home now, a lot of people will try and maybe go all out for round 17, just get some able bodies in there, you know, try and make some cash. Um, but this is the business end of the season. And there are some options. There's some positions that you can really target here um, to make it happen. So what's your, I guess, what's your last minute thoughts here of what's your, you kind of said that you're going to be looking for guns and keepers. What's your other strategies for the remaining part of the season? You're going to try and, you know, do one trade a week after super trade week. What are you going to be trying to do to maintain your team's uh, position here? Um, I think I'll have, look, I know round 13 was going to be the good buy round. In round 17, I already knew that it was going to be a slimmer one for me. I think, you know, if I do make trades, I'll have round 17 buys in the back of my mind, but I won't be bringing in any um, any players that, you know, just for the sake of generating cash. Um, they'll all be keepers, and I'll, I think I'll be having around nine to 10 trades for the last 10 rounds. So that'll put me in good stead for any injuries or suspensions that might come up. It's a good point. I think a lot of people are going to try and uh, attack round 17 just to get able bodies in there. No. At least what I'm going to be doing is I'm only going to be playing players in round... I'm only going to be buying round 17 players who I think will actually be my keepers because yeah. when you look at those teams playing in round 17, there's not that many great teams. There's yeah. really not. So I think... You know, besides the roosters and the rabbits, um, I don't really want a piece of any anyone else, to be honest. I'll probably just wait until um, I'll save those trades, let people burn them, and then, you know, by around 21, round 22, people might be running out of trades, and all of a sudden you still got six in the bag, and you can really attack some fallen guns at that stage who have, you know, maybe dropped a bit of cash, and you can really come in over the top and, you know, climb 5,000 in the last couple of rounds and get that top 1,000 finish, which we're all hoping for, so... It's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's right. I'll, I won't attack the round 17 buy too aggressively because I think with the two buys, you sort of have to look at it as a whole. I think, you know, both you and I, we came out pretty good out of round 13. So in that sense, I wouldn't attack round 17 too, um, too aggressively because they both sort of average out really. Yeah. And last question for you, Noel, on this potty, the captains. So it's been such a huge piece of the, uh, the play this year. I've got all but two right. I didn't jump on Turbo last week, and I didn't jump on Cleary's 450. So I've missed out on the two biggest the two biggest scores. Uh, scores of all time. I'm still, like I said, still in a good position. But if I was able to nail those two captaincies, I'd easily be in the top 1,000 now, I'd say. My question to you is, is there any scenario this season where, and let's take out Ponga for right now because we did speak about Ponga. If you didn't have Ponga, is there any scenario you would not captain either Cleary or Turbo for the rest of the season? Would you risk a matchup play to potentially miss out on Cleary or Turbo? Realistically, I don't think so. I think you know the fact that Nathan Cleary can put on such a big score against the Roosters, um, that's just shown he's fairly matchup proof. I think, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to risk it. No. Yeah, the only one, like I said, Ponga against the Broncos, I could potentially do captaincy or vice-captaincy. Um, but, yeah, it, it really hurt when... Um, like this week, for example, I had the vice-captaincy on Cody Walker, got 110. 
I left the captaincy on Cleary 140. I was cheering. I'm like, okay, that's Nothing. good. In, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, God, like would have been nice to have, you know, vice-captain Cleary then gone in a turbo, but I probably still would have looped Cleary as 140, to be honest, because yeah. 140 every day of the week, but it's just... That's a great score by human standards, yeah. It's a great score, but then Turbo comes out and absolutely just mauls. And again, at halftime of that Titans game, you're looking at it going, okay, you got to try in that first half, but he's not going to break the record. There's no chance of that, but captaincy is just such a huge play this year. And I think if you, for whatever reason, in some of those really big weeks, just didn't you know put a good captaincy on, that's the difference between you know a couple of thousand dropping your score. Yeah, it hurts being on the other. Well, you know, it's sort of that that two tier sort of uh, system right now. You either have Turbo last week where you captained him, or you didn't have Turbo, or you didn't even captain him, and yeah, yeah. It, it hurts being on the other end of it. Hundred percent. It's been a good pod, Nom. Again, I think it's a huge week for Super Coach, uh, the Super Trade Week. Uh, we didn't have to deal with buys and stuff last year. Uh, we got the extra trades. Um, this year has been, you know, back to classic. And this has been my first, and I think it's your first two in a while, first really big year of targeting classic and trying to do well, monitor it every week. Um, this is a huge week. Let's see what the trades do. Let's try and get some big scores. And I think we'll be back maybe right before, you know, depending on what our positions are um, and how injuries and stuff are. We might come on for one more pod. Uh, before end of the year, just to kind of, you know, maybe the last two rounds, depending on how many trades we have left, to kind of target that last couple of rounds and see where we are to improve the score. But this has been fun. Thanks for coming on, mate. No worries. Looking forward to it. Hopefully we'll still be, uh, or I'll still be in the top 10K and you can you know, march your way through the top 1,000. Look, you know, we're, we're in the battles now. So hopefully we can, you know, I want us to both finish in the top 5,000. Top 10,000 was the goal at the start of the year, but I think top 5,000 is realistic for both of us. Now we've got to, finish the job so again thanks for coming on mate and thank you everyone for listening uh we'll be back again a little bit later on today we're smashing out the pods today we'll release him over a certain different time so if things happen um and you know some of the things we talk about you know get thrown out a little bit that's why um that's the case but thanks for listening everybody have a great day and hear from you soon cheers <laughs>